This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. the next episode of the mfg cast oh yeah where we bring you the best of the best we sure do you know what's funny is it's like almost like 60 degrees in wisconsin what are we doing we're recording a podcast indoors in our basement you can probably tell by the color of our skin because i'm literally a ghost you are not where are you again (laughs) kurt where am i kurt what kurt where are you (laughs) i'm over here I, I Did you not like, get my joke? No, like for two seconds I didn't get it. <laughs> terrible. Terrible jokes. Terrible, terrible. Okay. okay. Well, now that we lost you all. Yes, exactly. God, As we lose always. them right away. I know. We could have so many more listeners if we would do this all the time. I know. We're terrible. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how we rearranged our games. We actually did a rearrangement of all of our stuff down here now that we have this nice finished basement. And um, we actually got some opinions from you, our fans, and we'll kind of talk about, you know, why we decided to do what we do, you know, and it actually will be entertaining. So stay tuned. Do not leave this channel, podcast. Don't go listen to something else. Dice Tower has enough. Give us a chance. Yeah. Would you please give us a chance? God. Thanks for being here. We love you. Hugs and smooches. Hugs and smooches. X's and O's. But before that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Oh, good yeah, idea. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something we played just before we came on, which is something, a game that I is one of my personal favorites that we haven't played for quite a while, actually. I don't even remember the last time we played it. And that's, that's been a couple... A couple? A couple. It's, it's been a couple of years. It has. It is Affliction Salem 1692 by DHP Games. And I actually got the name right. I always get like... I That's because you DHP. were just looking at it? No, I wasn't. Quit telling everybody. There's theater of the mind. They're not, you're not supposed to give them the in on what I just did. I just did. <sighs> I'm going to take it How back. How dare you. But uh, yeah, this is one of those games that's about the, the witches of Salem in 1692. And basically you are... You're of two houses, and you're trying to accuse the other family of witchcraftery. It's like the the Romeo and Juliet of 1692, yes. the Capulets and the Montagues. That's right. I'm Mercutio. I didn't even say that right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Your face was awesome. I know it was. It was. Oh, if anyone could actually see that. No, probably not. They can't because you're a ghost. I am a ghost. Casper and me, we hang out. Uh, just a lot of, a lot packed into it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to think, think about. Mm-hmm. In a, I would say a fairly small box. Yeah, yeah, like medium to medium small. Lots of um, what are those tokens? Can't think of it. Jits? No. 
No. What are they called? Like The influence tokens? The other ones. The... Yep, I'm totally... Can't even think Blank! Because I'm a ghost. Blame. Is it blame? No. No. Accusation. Accusation. Yes. Lots of accusations that you can place on people. Lots of influence that you can basically hire people to your spots or to your houses. Your circle. Your circle. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of things to think about. Um, there's basically an objective card. They call it a grievance. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically arrest certain people for extra victory points at the end of the game. But you also have to stop certain individuals from being arrested, mm-hmm. too. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I like the the action track board, basically, because it goes in a certain order. Even if you put your guys on a certain spot, it goes from one to, like, I can't remember, 13 spots or something like I think that. so. And then you have to take those in order. So you could be placing some stuff where, where you think you're doing really good stuff, but people could take actions before you that kind of screw you up. So Yeah, they really thought about the action board. Yeah. Because that, that did it to each of us a couple of times where we placed and then we're like, oh, we can't even arrest anybody to put them in our jail because we don't have enough yeah. stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about this game a very long time ago when it first kind of came out. So... If you want to go back to the back catalog to check out that review on Affliction Salem 1692, check it out. What else have we been playing lately? We played a game today. Also, we've been playing a lot of games today. Yeah. We played a game today called Just One. You may not have heard of it. You may not have heard of it, but it is a, I'm totally going to pronounce this wrong, but a Spiel de Jars pretty close spiel de jars yeah okay from 2019 winner yeah got game of the year in 2019 um it's by repos productions i and we know and we'll get into this a little bit more but we do know that this company also made the game before it had to get renamed rampage mm-hmm. or terror, um, terror at meeple city for those yes. that didn't know the game before it got changed yes so the reason why we bought this game or this game got recommended to me personally was I was looking for a game that uh, I thought it was good for to maybe play a board game of a shorter length for a team building activity that I volunteered to do for work. And I didn't want to do anything that was like super cheesy from like a team building activity book or something like that. So I put out a question to the board game community asking if anyone had any ideas for team building activities for eight players for an hour or less. And I got a bunch of feedback, but I wanted to be able to, I know there's a lot of good co-op games and a lot of other types of games to be able to play with teams, but I wanted to be able to, Pick something that was going to be able to be easy enough to present to somebody, whether they were into board games or not. Yeah. And for the amount of players and that type of thing. So on a whim, I bought this game and I thought, this game is actually only three to seven players, but I think we can make it so that we can play with eight people. Yeah, definitely. So we did a little bit of research. Kurt actually looked it up. And I think we're going to play this game in pairs. 
which will be even better for team building because then you have to work together in a pair or a team. But it's a co-op game where basically you have these little whiteboard stands and you have a card. So one person is the active player and they don't see the card and they show it to the rest of the your quote-unquote team. Mm -hmm. And then that active player says a number from one through five and each of those lines has a word on it. So one of the words could be like milk or something of that sort. And each of the players has to decide what word they want to use that's unique enough for the person who's the active player to guess what that word is without um, guessing it wrong. But they also want to pick a word that doesn't match with anybody else that's playing the game. Because if it matches, they have to cross that word off and the person who's guessing can't see that. Mm -hmm. So you want to maybe pick words that are a word because you can only use one word just one. hence the reason just (laughs) one you can only use one word that's creative enough yet gives them enough of a clue to be able to guess that simple word yeah Yeah. and so we decided to play it today with oh and let me take a step back for a minute also they tied in something i thought was kind of clever is so it's a co-op game so you, you set aside 13 cards, and that's when the game ends, is when you run out of the stack of 13 cards. So you go around the, the table of players, and you each have an active player, and then you each get turns picking a number and guessing and that type of thing. But if you guess wrong, you lose the card that you were guessing off of and the card from the top of that 13 stack of cards, and those go back in the box you choose to not guess because you have no clue what um, your team is trying to get you to guess, then you just lose that one card. So there's strategy there on, do I want to go out on a whim and guess something that my team is trying to get me to to um, guess, or do I want to just say skip? And then when you're done with the stack of 13, then you count them up and they have a chart on the back of the directions that talks just something silly that says you suck. No, really doesn't. <laughs> but it says try harder or you're awesome or whatever, yeah. you know, something encouraging. But so we played this. Sorry, that got really detailed. <laughs> um, we played this as a family today. But with the three players, it, there's a variant where each player actually uses two of those whiteboards. And you do two clues, and then the the two players that are actually giving the clues to the active player, they actually compare the results to see if they cross off anything. So there's more choices for the person who has to guess, which I thought was really cool. Logan loved this game. Yeah. I actually thought it was a great game. I liked it even more than I ever thought I would. I just thought, man, this will be a good game for team building, not... Too, I'm not spending too much money, and I think that it'll be a good party game. But, man, I think it's surpriseless. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those games that is really simple to learn, easy to, or simple to play, and, like, super fun. Like, it, it's crazy how, I don't know, it's just, it's a very great game that, you know, anybody could have come up with, but, you know, Repo's dead. Yeah, it was, it was... 
It was to the point where he's sitting there playing a video game while we're playing Affliction. Who's he? Logan. Okay. Logan is sitting there playing a video game while Kurt and I are playing Affliction. And he stops, mutes his mic from talking to his friends and says, can we play that game again? Which means that it's good. So I, I mean, I guess it doesn't mean that he, he makes up all the rules and it's the game that everybody should get. But I think your family is going to like it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Well, and I think I, I'm not disappointed that I bought it as a team building game. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be good. I also think that if it goes really fast, which it might, Mm -hmm. that we can mix up the teams again Mm -hmm. and play it again. I think another thing you could do too is you could, you know, you you talked about doing the teams and then possibly maybe after that doing everybody for themselves. Yep. And I think as your team building exercise, after you're done with each different one, or if you wanted to, you could, after the teams, talk about what worked, what didn't. And then play it singularly and then see what worked and what did and then compare the two. So, you know, you get a lot of good conversation out of that. So maybe I do a singularly first and then how does it work better as a team? Yeah, true. Yeah, either way. Start it that way. Yeah, either way. I don't know. Yeah, and it depends on teams too. So So if you listen to this really quick and you have ideas for me, let me know because I have to do this on Thursday, March 12th. So, super fast, provide me your feedback. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Very sorry. Nice. That was really long, but I I just think it's it was a really good um, suggestion from somebody on the in the board game community. Yeah, yeah. And then lastly, something we played that we are going to be reviewing here coming up soon here in the future is Dragon Market by Blue Orange Games. And you basically what you're doing is the princess is having a wedding you are trying to gather some wedding gifts to give to the princess for her wedding, but you're doing that you moving boats, and you all have each your little pontoon that you're jumping from into, and it's a puzzly little game. I don't want to explain it too much right now because we're in the... He's doing hand... I'm doing... I'm the voguing. hand jive. I'm voguing right now, but I didn't want to give too much away just because we're going to review it here in the mm-hmm. future, but first impression is that it's an interesting puzzly like it it's very simple to learn but definitely has a lot of strategy strategy and makes my head hurt sometimes <laughs> yeah i had no idea i was thinking too hard on one of my moves and kurt's like you could just do this and i'm like oh my god i wanted to go all the way around <laughs> and so it's weird you usually you're the one that's very like oh i do this and i do this and i'm like uh i don't know but you, like, literally, I could see every move you could have made. But it might have been the angle you were at, too. It could have been. But yeah. anyway, more to come on that one. Um, it was totally nothing like what I thought it was going to be. No. But I not. didn't know anything about it. It just caught my eye because it has really cool bright colors, bright blues, bright oranges, mm-hmm. um, cool little boats you move around and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, and we'll get into it, but... Obviously, we blue orange hits our collection mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, we've discovered. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk about collection, shall Wasn't we? Wasn't that a good segue? Gosh, you're the best. <laughs> Couldn't have written a segue better than that. Woo! Terrible. We didn't even. Joke. We didn't even try that. No. So we decided to make our collection organized as best as we can because before we had just kind of 
thrown stuff in our shells, and the only organization we kind of really had is that we would pair, like, if we had Dead of Winter and then a Dead of Winter expansion, we put those together. Or if we had so many Ticket to Rides, we put those together. But that was it. Yep. You know, so we decided, you know, let's take all day on a Saturday, <laughs> which my body is regretting today. We didn't take all day. We, we just took hours. <sighs> yeah, just like five. And and I and I think we didn't do this before because when we were getting everything down into our basement, we just wanted to get everything down here and into the shelves. And if we chose to do it, we would do it later. Yeah, and I was already exhausted to begin with once we were bringing everything down anyway. So <laughs> right. So then you know we decided well let's figure out let's actually let's ask let's ask the fans let's ask Facebook let's ask Twitter um, to really no help. <laughs> At least Thanks a be- lot for your quote-unquote helpful <laughs> comments. At least to begin with. But then we got a couple of good suggestions after that. So we decided to do ours by publisher. Which we were somewhat flexible on. Because you've got a lot of the smaller companies that filter up into the big companies that i mean things get a little bit weird and then we were looking at board game geek to give us some help on some of them and so you ask how did we start organizing this madness it was nuts no so basically we were just taking out games and putting them in piles on our pool table and our game table and just kind of went from there yep we also um pulled up our phone and started making notes and listing all of the publishers of all the games as we pulled their games out yeah um so that we could um have them all listed and then alphabetize them as we were going along right yeah do we know how many Publishers? Oh my gosh! Uh, I don't know for sure if I if I had to guesstimate a count, maybe like fifty so or so. Really? Yeah. We should have we should have counted. I would have been interested in to know that. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, not yeah, bummed. Just quite a few. Yeah. And then and then we decided to put them on our shelves, and we also have a bunch of small games, and we kind of did some of the small games to fill the cracks, but mostly we have a little game shelf. That we found just kind of on a whim. Craft store. Craft store. And so we put a lot of our games into that. And so we didn't really want to take too much out of that unless it was something we needed to kind of fill the crevices in. But it's it's funny because when you're doing it by... Like the way we were doing it before, when we were doing it, we were just putting them in, trying to fill space between the cracks. We didn't really care. Now this one, we're doing the publishers... We had to try to fill everything by the publisher, but we're also trying to limit, you know, having any space in between because um, we have too many games. We don't have enough shelves. Well, and we wanted to make sure to keep the um, the like games next to each other. So if we had Century, any of the Century Spice Road, Century Eastern Wonders, or any of the Azul games, we wanted to keep those paired together. Dead of Winters, those kinds of things paired together. Any Dominions, I'm looking around the room. <laughs> any of those, we wanted to have all of them paired together still. So that made it even harder. 
Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. To be able to do stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But but one of the cool things that I like, especially now that we're done, is now anytime you want to say like, okay, what companies do we really like? Well, you can tell. Like I see right now, we have a ton of yellow games. We have uh, what else was I thinking? A lot of Queen games. A lot of Plan B games. A lot of Plan B slash Eggertspiel. Mm-hmm. A decent amount of Tasty Minstrel games. A bunch of Renegade games. I mean. So yeah. you, you can kind of look at it and go, okay, what do I, you know, what companies do I like and, you know, what game series I like? We got, like, a ton of Pandemics. Well, yeah, games, or we have a lot of Z-Man games in general. Yes, definitely. Which I never, I guess we wouldn't have necessarily, we could have made an assumption, mm-hmm. but there were companies that I thought we had more games of until we started sorting it like this. Like, I thought we had more AEG games. We don't. We don't at all. No. (laughs) In the grand scheme of things. Yeah, especially when you go to BGG and it says, out of the 840 games, you have six. You know, it's like, holy crap, that's that's a lot. Which is more than some people. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we don't like the company. It just means that we haven't gotten around to getting some other other stuff. You know, and then, but then you look at some of the, some other companies that you're like, I really like this company. And then you have like one of their games. You're like, wow, why do I have only one of their games? I should be getting more of this company because they're so good. Or there might be a company where only one of their games was really a hit. Mm-hmm. So we've only had, we only have one game of one company. So it was, it was really an eye opener. In fact, having us organize it this way, actually, <laughs> actually had us we have calyxes stacked all around our room as i'm talking behind me there's three calyxes stacked behind me and there's a couple in front of me but with the calyxes behind me the whole top of the calyx not in the shelves but only on the top of it is all full of games that never was like that based on how we chose to organize it this time yeah and then there's another calyx that we have that's across from me that also has games on top of it. So just reorganizing it this way, we actually lost space, mm-hmm. but I still like it. Yeah, I do too. I don't have regrets. No, not at all. And the one another thing I really like about it too is even though, even though it was okay having it the other way that we had it, like this way we get to see all of what we have in a certain perspective where... Like, if I want to play a game, I could be like, this might be a good way to do it. Be like, okay, you know what? This week, we're going to pick an AEG game. Next week, we'll do it. Like, you could do it alphabetically. You could do it randomly. What's funny is you talk about alphabetically. I know we spent enough time on this last night because I dreamt about it last night. (laughs) So, last night in my dreams, we were working on putting these, sorting this together. But not only in my dreams did we sort by publisher, but then we sorted the games alphabetically within the publisher. Yeah, which is funny because I'm sure that's, if, if people are listening to this, I bet you that might be one of the first things that pops into their heads. Like, okay, you put them by publisher, but now what did you do? But we didn't. We just And we didn't, and we could. Yeah. And the next thing that comes to my mind is now we buy another game. Now what do we do? Yeah. Because I look at this game, just one, and I look over at where Repo's production is, and I think, 
how are we going to fit that game in there? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. You didn't? No. Well, I should have. One thing we ran into along the way is knowing our alphabet. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't really knowing our alphabet. It was just forgetting it was one. Missing because we were chunking. We listed all of the publishers out, and then we were pulling out all the A's. And then we were throwing them in a group, and then we were alphabetizing them. And then we'd pull out all the B's, and we'd be doing the same thing. Well, then we'd miss one in that letter. And then we'd be going along the way, and we'd go, crap. <laughs> we missed one. We'd have to go back. But now I'm thinking, what are we going to do? We have games that people are borrowing. Yeah. How the heck are we going to fit them in? Yeah. Well, and just think if you, like, even if you get, think about the size of the game. You get a big game. You might you might take up take up two spots in a game shelf, then you're gonna have to shuffle everything. I know. So what do we do now? Oh boy. Buy a lot of games. I think I think we just did something fair. You know what? We should hire someone to do all of it for us. Yeah. Right. I don't know. So so when you pulled Facebook and Twitter, yes, I know we got a lot of quote unquote helpful comments like. <laughs> identify them and sort them by UPC. Yeah, who would do that? Thanks, Sean. Yep, thanks, Sean. Another one was by player counts. Mm -hmm. I like that. That was great, but I think our game, that would be hard for us because our game collection is so large that I feel like we'd have a lot in the same amount. Yeah, well, and plus, one of the people that said that was John Moffat, and he said, helps to narrow down choices when I see who shows up for game night. Well, for us... It's us. It's us. <laughs> or if we go to my my dad's house, then I already know how many. So it's like, it's either just two players or it's seven plus players. Well. Or around seven. Or whatever. And we know what types of games they like. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't pick something that's very complicated because we know that there'll be a shutdown um, when we're trying to to teach them that type of game. So that's great, except for I feel like that whole pile of two to four players would be significantly large. Yeah. Probably the primary portion of our game. I think some said player count and the type of game, didn't they? Mm Mm-hmm. So party game versus strategy versus maybe a filler type of game. Yeah, those Winsmith games that said that. Yep. Which, that's a great idea, too. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Maybe we'll choose to reorganize it a different way once we start purchasing more and go, crap, what are we supposed to do with all these games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chris Stanton on Twitter, which um, we don't follow follow them, but this was a good suggestion by size and ease of access for the most played. But, you know, we don't keep track of plays, though, so that would be a little harder for us. I'm sure for other people who keep track of that, that would be actually really good for them. Well, and it depends, yeah, it depends on how they're keeping their games, too. Mm -hmm. Like, if they're not out and accessible, if they're more in a closet storage or something like that, I could see that being a, you know what, not at a high reach versus, like, more of a level reach or something like that. Exactly. But, yeah, it's been a a fun experience. It, It really has opened up, you know, a lot of possibilities. Ooh, another one that I thought was really cool. Sorry, I'm going to go back one more time. Didn't somebody comment about organizing by color? Yeah. Yeah, which I think is... That one That one would be a little harder to do, I think, because a lot of these are so vibrant, but it would be kind of neat because it almost would make it look like an art piece. 
So I, I think that's kind of that one would idea. be really cool. I think it would be cooler if all of our calyxes were all lined up in a row, and then you had kind of this effect. But because we have three that are lined up, and then we have the other two in different spots, I think that's where I'm would be a little bit less, or I'd be a little bit apprehensive of that. Yeah. Unless we did color on each of the on the other two shelves that were separate or something. Yeah, definitely. Either way, that's that's a cool idea. It is. It is Except cool that idea. you're separating those games that we try to keep together. Yeah, yeah, which is true. Well, not necessarily because some no, I'm of the, looking some, at I'm looking at like Red Raiders Dragon, and that's the same. You know, no, like, but I'm looking at Architects and Raiders, and yeah, one's but, red and one's blue. Well, technically, they're in the same family, but they're not. Yeah. You know. The True. same part of the same series, basically. It'd be interesting. Time. I think that would take a lot of time to organize. By it color. would. It would. But it still, it would be, it would be prominent and unique. You know. That would be really cool. I'd yeah. like to see somebody who's organized their. I think somebody has, so we'll have to look that up. Yes. Yeah, that would be like satisfying. Yes. Yeah, so satisfying. Yeah. Let us know what you've done or any ideas that you have on that. Um, and let us know what you think we should do when we buy new games and have to put them in this. Because I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Unless we have like a reject shelf that's like, <laughs> this is miscellaneous. Yeah, we have to find something within five games that we have to get rid of. This one has to go. Mm-hmm. You have been eliminated. Well, yeah, because this is going to be right in the middle of all of these games. And I don't know what we do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, reject shelf. But it's nice. Like like I said, it opens up a lot of possibilities. Not only for gaming with you, but for gaming when I have my game at night with Mike too, because he can now he can see what companies we have, and be like, oh, I really, oh, I like that game, or like, like even if we're doing gift exchanges, he could see like what I have and be like, oh, you know, maybe you know for your birthday or whatever, I can get you the expansion for so and so, or oh, you don't have that game by, you know, yellow or whatever, I'll get that for you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. If he liked you. If he liked you. He does not have to. It's no, just if he it. liked you. Oh, if he liked me. Anybody. If he liked you and he'd like to. Anybody liked me. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's an I think it's a wrap on another awesome episode of the MFG cast. Thank you everybody for listening and until next time, I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. See you later. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.